Ray Brown's Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Birdwatchers General Store, Orleans, Cape Cod, birdwatchersgeneralstore.com. And by Vortex Optics, with the VIP warranty, their unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. Learn more at vortexoptics.com. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, and welcome to our show number 966, originating live on the 24th of December. If you're celebrating, Merry Christmas from all the little elves here at Talking Birds. Speaking of celebrating, there's a big anniversary to celebrate this week. Thursday, December 28th, marks the 50th anniversary of the Endangered Species Act, the primary law in the U.S., for protecting and conserving imperiled species as, quote, a consequence of economic growth and development untempered by adequate concern and conservation, end quote. In the words of the act, signed into law by President Richard Nixon on December 28, 1973. Here in 2023, the World Wildlife Fund describes the Endangered Species Act is our nation's most effective law to protect at-risk species from extinction. With a stellar success rate, 99% of species listed through the Act have avoided extinction. Here's another anniversary to celebrate. In December of 2022, Access Birding was launched, aiming to introduce military folks to birds and birding for Blue Star families and to facilitate accessibility improvements for nature organizations across America. And why are we celebrating it here, besides the fact that it's a great effort? Well, because Access Birding was created by, and is operated by, Talking Birds' own Freya McGregor. Congratulations, Freya. We have a couple of listener-supplied audio postcards that we'd like to share, one from eastern Massachusetts, and starting with one from Catula, Texas. Take it away, Gino and friend. Hey, Ray, this is Gino Ellison. I'm at the Santa Margarita Ranch in Texas, and we're listening to Gray Hawk. Just beautiful, beautiful bird. Let's see if he'll call one more time. Well, there it is, right on cue. All right, Ray, take care. I'm over 780 birds, and I'll keep in touch. Thank you, Gino, for that audio postcard from the Lone Star State with the Gray Hawk, one of the birds in Gino's big year, which he'll complete soon, and we'll certainly get an update and recap when Gino finishes his big year, 2023 North American big year. Meanwhile, back east, we have an audio postcard from a man with eclectic interests at a place they call America's hometown. Hello, Talking Birds. This is Andy Volpe, Talking Birds ambassador and living historian and artist and all that stuff at Plymouth Patuxent Museums in Plymouth, Massachusetts for a holiday craft fair where I was uh, demonstrating printmaking from the 1630s and uh, selling some of my uh, artwork on my way back to the car. To get a couple uh, items for my display, I came across uh, this bird. So give a listen and enjoy. Have a great holiday and take care. 
Thank you so much, Andy. We love audio postcards, and we have room for more. To make one, just grab your cell phone or other digital recording device. Go out and look at some birds and describe what you're seeing and send us the file. 30 seconds, a minute long, anything in there around that time is cool. Send it to Ray at TalkingBirds.com. That's Ray at TalkingBirds.com. <laughs> That there is our mystery bird. Contest coming along in just a bit. This is a preview to kind of get you ready for that contest. Uh, lots of times we get calls after the show has ended. We like to try to avoid that by giving you this preview. Also, folks sometimes tell us they can't get through on the mystery bird contest. Well, today's a really good day, the day before Christmas as we do our show live. Good day to call in if you couldn't get through earlier and we have an extra special giant batch of prizes this morning including the brome mega 600 bird feeder a fabulous feeder with an extra large tube that holds nearly two and a half pounds of seed it's easy to clean and chew proof and includes the brome seed ventilation system to keep the seed cool and dry and it comes with the brome lifetime care warranty Prize number two, a 12-ounce bag of birds and beans, bird-friendly, shade-grown, delicious coffee, our favorite coffee around here. Prize number three, a $25 Bird Collective gift certificate, all kinds of wonderful accessories, all related to birds and birding, a $25 certificate. And prize number four, five beautiful low-carbon footprint floral bouquets from fresh-cut paper. All on our mystery bird contest, you heard the bird's sound. Our bird is a medium-sized diver found on lakes and ponds where it feeds on vegetation mostly. It has a rounded head, red in the male, a blue bill with a black tip, a gray back, and a black chest and rear end. Females share that bill description but are otherwise mostly brown. And Despite that diver classification, our bird also dabbles in shallow water tipping up its tail and reaching for submerged plants and invertebrates, invertebrates, kind of like birds like mallards do. Our mystery bird, which was a recent featured feathered friend here, breeds in the northwestern U.S. and up into Canada and winters in most of the rest of the U.S. That's our mystery bird contest coming along a little bit later. A royal salute to folks helping us spread the word about birds and birding, and thank you to Mike Kelleher from Rochester Hills, Minnesota. Mike says, retired from work, but engaged ever so more with birding, especially near my summer home in North Clare County, where pileateds and loons and curtlands nest on or near my lake home. That is pretty cool, especially those curtlands warblers. Thank you, Mike. We're especially excited about Mike becoming part of our ambassador's family because he's helped us reach a beautiful milestone as our 850th Talking Birds ambassador. Yahoo! the for Mike. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> Meanwhile, we'd like to say a quick thank you to two ambassadors who have just requested more cards. Corey Westnitzer in Somerset, New Jersey says he gave out his last cards to a group from a Valley Forge bird club whom he met at Barnegat, New Jersey, while he was photographing purple sandpipers and harlequin ducks. Pretty cool stuff there, and thank you, Corey. 
We also heard from Garnett Muller in Westerly, Rhode Island, who tells us that she's created some homemade birdseed molds that she passes out along with the Talkin' Birds cards at Westerly Hospital, where she works. Thank you, Garnett, for requesting more Talkin' Birds cards. They're on their way very shortly to you. By the way, we're deeply grateful for the now 850 Talkin' Birds listeners who've become ambassadors, and we would be thrilled to welcome more folks to the family as we wrap up the year. So if you can take a break from wrapping or unwrapping presents, please consider becoming a Talkin' Birds ambassador as a kind of year-end gesture on behalf of birds and conservation and helping us spread the word. Signing up is easy, and being an ambassador is easy, too. Sign up under the Get Involved tab at TalkinBirds.com. No G in Talkin'. That's the Get Involved tab, which you'll see right at the top of our homepage at TalkinBirds.com. Still to come today, we'll do one more flashback to one of our favorite 2023 guest interviews, one that returns us to the idea of accessibility in birding and also about the challenges of being an autistic birder. Also today, we'll hear about song sparrows a second time when Mike O'Connor joins us for a Let's Ask Mike segment almost live from the archive. Oh, to explain that song sparrow comment, um, we think that was a song sparrow that uh, Andy Volpe had uh, recorded there on his uh, his um, um, audio postcard a few minutes ago. Forgot to mention that. Up next, a little music to introduce a creeper as today's featured feathered friend. <laughs> Today's featured feathered friend is a tiny bird that loves big trees. It's the brown creeper, whose mottled brown back and wings, contrasting with a white throat and belly, helps it blend into the background of bark, sections of which it probes and pries apart with its long downward curved bill in search of insects. As it spirals its way up tree trunks, often passing downward working nuthatches, Its long, curved claws hook into the bark, and it braces itself against the tree with its long, stiff tail, very woodpecker-like. The brown creeper even uses its bark-prying skills to create its nest, building a hammock-like structure on dead or dying trees under a loosened flap of bark. Sometimes it's easier to find this bird by sound than by sight when it reveals its camouflaged location with its high-pitched, piercing songs and calls. The brown creeper breeds from the south coast of Alaska to Newfoundland and southward to the western and northern U.S. Winters are spent in parts of its breeding territory and south to the Gulf Coast and Florida. The creeper will visit backyards for suet and peanut butter in a feeder or smeared on the bark of a tree. The brown creeper, Certhia americana, today's Talking Birds featured feathered friend. Welcome again to our show number 966. Carrie Sesportis is a formerly casual birder, now a serious one. And she's here with us this morning to tell us about her experiences as an autistic 
Berter. Good morning, Carrie. Good morning, Ray. It's great to have you uh, with us on the show, Carrie. Tell us about your autism and the challenges and maybe the rewards it uh, provides for your birding. Sure. Thank you for having me here. Um, as as an autistic person, I, I tend to struggle with um, verbal communication and social interaction. Um, I process information that's presented verbally pretty slowly. Uh, so I tend to have difficulty keeping up with spoken conversation in real time. So I rely on closed captions and written information to help me understand what's going on and provide context. And likewise, I have difficulty expressing myself verbally. Um, but I do have an excellent memory for facts. I have a photographic memory. Um, and so that's that's really an asset when I'm out birding. Um, when I'm birding, I can really kind of laser focus in on um, my surroundings and the habitat. Um, and so I can, um, I, I'm, I'm fairly good with field ID um, because of my photographic memory and my visual style of thinking so I can recall and field guides what I've seen and kind of review it in my head when I'm out in the field. Um, and birding for me is also really about grounding and mindfulness and, and self-care. So it, it really brings a lot of calm and focus um, to things that are otherwise challenging for me. Mm-hmm. Well, you're here in Massachusetts and you're currently enrolled, I, I believe, still in Mass Audubon's Birders Certificate Program, which covers many aspects of birding. I wonder if you'd tell us about your experience in that program and about the project uh, you're doing as part of it. Sure. Um, yeah, the, the birder certificate program um, at Mass Audubon is really great. Um, I enjoy being part of a cohort, and the learning environment is um, very warm. It's it's um, supportive. It's collegial. Um, I think my favorite topic so far has been about evolution and speciation and just thinking about factors that have influenced really the the wide um, range of diversity we see today in birds. Um, I learned a really fun fact recently in the program that there's a word called loafing, which is actually <laughs> a technical term to describe <laughs> the behavior of gulls that that sit in open areas and mm. parking lots with good visibility. Um, and as part of the birder certificate program, uh, we have to do an independent study. Um, and I'd like to focus mine on expanding accessible and inclusive opportunities for birders with disabilities. You've also engaged uh, recently in a Mass Audubon birding event called the Super Bowl of Birding, in which teams compete to find the greatest number of species and earn points based on the rarity of the birds uh, recorded. And your team was in the sitting duck category, and uh, you won. Tell us about that. We did, yeah. Um, I wanted to design an accessible birding team really from the ground up. Um, and traditionally, uh, big sits, um, which is the style that we used, um, are stationary um, birding teams um, that can be accessible to birders with disabilities, um, particularly wheelchair users and folks who may need to be seated or have access needs related to mobility. Um, my aim with this team was to be as intentionally inclusive of, as, as for birders with a broad range of disabilities, so including birders who are blind or have low vision, um, who are deaf of, or hard of hearing, who have sensory sensitivities or who are neurodivergent or autistic like me, or who have PTSD or mental health challenges or other neurological or cognitive disabilities. So um, in, in designing this team, it was really important to think about a lot of factors. Um, 
and um, making modifications um, to adjust the contest rules um, to to fit a, mm-hmm. a team of birders with disabilities, um, to make sure that the site we chose um, to bird from, which is the Joppa Flats Education Center, that's uh, one of Mass Audubon's facilities that it's accessible um, for folks with disabilities, accessible restrooms and parking and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, and making sure that we had available equipment, we were able to borrow scopes from Mass Audubon and just um, plan the team such that um, any family members or, or caregivers could be there also to support teammates. And so um, we actually won um, the sitting duck category um, for stationary birders. Um, and so we we're really, you know, the first team in the history of Mass Audubon's Super Bowl of birding um, that was intentionally designed to be inclusive of birders with disability. And we've really proven that um, being really thoughtful about um, accessibility, that we could, um, birders with disabilities could really thrive in nature and enjoy competitive events. Mm-hmm. By the way, a shout out to our friend Jerry Barrier, who I believe was part of your team as well. Yeah. And uh, Carrie, I'm going to skip ahead to our last question here because we're getting really short on time. But I wonder if you could uh, just say, what tips could you offer to other birders in welcoming autistic birders to their outings? I think one of the really most important things is to consult um, with autistic people um, and help and, and let us help you design, um, you know, programs that are, are more inclusive um, and designed for accessibility Autistic people um, really want to be leaders, um, but one of the models that works really well for us is mentorship. And, you know, we do need accommodations. So things like having written information ahead of time and supplemental um, written information to prepare for trips, to prepare for events. Um, The sensory environment can be pretty challenging for us. So thinking about um, noise um, and different weather conditions, which can't be controlled necessarily, but if we have information up front on what to expect, um, we can determine what we need to bring to make ourselves feel more comfortable, whether it's noise-canceling headphones or, you know, warm layers of clothing. Mm -hmm. And the other thing I would say is um, when interacting with autistic people, it's really helpful to ask questions that are more close-ended, that have you know, for example, if you're asking someone if if they want to stop for a rest, it's better to say, like, do you need to rest now? Would you like to rest later? So it's not, you know, too vague of a question. Mm-hmm. Carrie says Sport is here with us on, on Talk of Birds. By the way, Carrie's work uh, on inclusive and accessible birding, you can follow it on Instagram at autistic underscore birder. That's at autistic underscore birder. Carrie, thanks for being on with us, and uh, thanks for all those good things you're doing. Sure. Thank you, Ray. Up next, it's our Mystery Bird Contest in just one minute. The flutter of a tail feather, the flash of a wing bar in mid-flight. You don't always have a lot of time to identify a bird in nature, let alone to appreciate its beauty. But with Vortex Optics, you'll have the power to bring every wild moment closer. When you choose Vortex, you're choosing to have a partner in the field as passionate about nature as you are. Whether you're spotting old friends on the backyard feeder or packing for a once-in-a-lifetime trip to add a few species to your life list, Vortex offers a full range of optics and optics accessories for every birder and every budget. And whether the birds are taking you to another state or another country, you're always covered by the Vortex VIP warranty, an unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. If you'd like to learn more, or if you need help choosing your next optic, 
Give Vortex a call at 1-800-4-VORTEX or visit vortexoptics.com. As our mystery bird, our mystery contest is now underway, the mystery bird contest that is. I'll give you the phone number here in just a moment. But here's a note about future contests. If you're not hearing our show live and would like to do so, that you could enter our contest, so you could enter our contest, just go to TalkingBirds.com to see how to do it. It's very easy. Our live broadcast, by the way, is on Sunday mornings from 9.30 to 10 Eastern. Our mystery bird is a medium-sized diver, usually found in lakes and ponds. It has a rounded head, red in the male, a blue bill with a black tip, a gray back and a black chest and rear end. Females share that bill description, otherwise mostly brown. Despite that diver classification, our bird also dabbles in shallow water, tipping up its tail and reaching for submerged plants and invertebrates, much the way birds like mallards do. Some clues there and the sound of our mystery bird. And we have that big, huge, gorgeous prize package, including a Brome Mega 600 bird feeder, a 12-ounce bag of birds and beans coffee, a $25 bird collective gift certificate, and five beautiful low-carbon floral bouquets from Fresh Cut Paper. On our mystery bird contest, where the number is 781 781- 837-4900, and the message is call us as soon as you possibly can, so we'll have time for all this. 781-837-4900. Meanwhile, we'll check in with Mike O'Connor, almost live from the archive, in just one minute. Hello, I'm Ed Begley, Jr., and wherever you call home, the sounds of wildlife connect you with a greater family of life. That's why you shudder each time you see woods, marshes, meadows or grasslands being destroyed. You know that countless birds and other wild animals are losing their homes, the greatest threat to their survival. Among the growing number of threats to wildlife, habitat loss is the most devastating. The Humane Society Wildlife Land Trust offers a humane solution, working with private landowners to protect habitat as permanent safe havens for wildlife. When you hear the familiar wild voices you love, remember, Your voice is the one that can speak for wildlife and for the land they call home, ensuring that it stays forever wild. To learn more, to work with the Humane Society Wildlife Land Trust, visit wildlifelandtrust.org. Mike O'Connor is kind of uh, an honorary uh, Talking Birds ambassador. Joins us every show with interesting stuff about birds, especially in the backyard, and I believe... He is with us this morning. Good morning, Mike. Honorary. Oh, look at that. You like that? It's a little yeah. a little thing. We're going to send you a we're going to send you a plaque and uh, possibly a, a a propeller beanie to uh, <laughs> mark that honor. Finally, that's what I've been hoping for. I've been holding out for a propeller beanie. You'll be getting more people coming into the store to see that. I'll tell you that'll <laughs> that'll beat hat, hat full of potatoes day when you start. Oh, by a mile, that'd that. be awesome. Well, uh, Mike, Debbie is here with us in the in the studio, as as you know, and uh, we uh, understand that our focus is on uh, song sparrows today. This is a wonderful bird, but what you say it's kind of un- under underappreciated. I think it is uh, totally unappreciated because I mean, just about everybody that feeds birds 
get songs borrowed, but most mm-hmm. people don't pay attention. They don't care. I mean, all day long, people come in and ask me questions. You know, like, how do I get cardinals, or how do I get goldfinches, or how do I get cardinals, or how do I get chickadees, or how do I get cardinals? You know, it's always the same, especially with the cardinal factor. But it is a, gold, is a song sparrow, a little brown bird that comes to our uh, feeders pretty regularly, or if you go for a walk, you're going to see it. If you go for a walk in the woods or along the beach, they're in the around the pond areas, the salt marshes. They're just they're very successful species. It's hard to go someplace without seeing a song sparrow, and they often get ignored, and they shouldn't. They have that beautiful song. They're, um, they, they can be with us year-round, depending on your area. Some people only see them in the winter, but they're in every state except for the pineapple state because I guess they don't eat pineapples. They don't eat pineapples. No. But they're, they're easy to attract, and they're probably at everybody's feeders. They, they're not fussy. They'll eat sunflower seeds. They like that little millet. So some people are still stubborn, and they use that, that, mix, that awful mixture stuff. They'll pick through that, and they'll eat some of those ingredients. Uh, you, they don't go to birdhouses, but they will go to shrubs. And if you put out a brush pile, they'll happy to hide in that all winter. And they have this weird... Um, behavior where some years they migrate, some years the just the young birds and the females migrate. Sometimes the males stay back mm-hmm. and want to be on the territory year-round, and, and they'll defend it. Other times, even that male will leave. And they're just, they're just real cool, interesting birds. They're, they get up early, they stay late. A lot of times I'll look at my feeders after dark, and, I, and they're out there picking mm-hmm. at the seeds. And, and even when I can barely see what they are. So learn about the song, Sparrows. Enjoy this song. And uh, forget the Cardinals for you. All right. Forget the Cardinals. A little respect for the song, Sparrows, there. That's right. That's right. All right, Mike. Talk to you next week. Sounds good. Thank you, Mike. Uh, Mike O'Connor there on Talking Birds. And now we're back to the uh, mystery bird contest. Maybe we'll hear the bird just kind of one more time here. <laughs> A little bit of the mystery bird there. 781-837-4900 is the number. And uh, Tom is there in the Prairie State, Illinois. Good morning, Tom. How are you doing today? Doing well, thank you. I'm always a little careful uh, using those nicknames because sometimes people in the state don't really call it. Do you call it the Prairie State in Illinois? or Not necessarily, no. (laughs) It reminds me of my hometown of Boston because... It's it's called Bean Town, but I don't think I know anybody in Boston who calls it Bean Town. One quick thing I want to say to you: two things. Happy holidays for one. Two, you do a really good job in terms of getting different diverse people, different groups to be on your show. And that's really, really good. Well, thank you, and you know, we especially want to thank our Freya McGregor because she sets up a lot of these wonderful interviews like that, <laughs> such as the one we had with Carrie Sesportis uh, this morning. Thank you, Tom, for those uh, two messages. Now, the mystery bird. What do you think about that? Redhead duck. Redhead duck. Let me see. I'm looking at the description here. It is definitely a redhead duck. I don't think you could get, we'll have to say, much closer than that. But just to be a little bit picky, we're going to hold on. And, um, and and if no one gets more precise than that, we, we seek precision here, even though we never actually achieve it. But... Uh, is that okay with you, Tom? We're going to hold that to, to see if we get a more precise right. answer. All right. That's fine. Thank you, Tom. Uh, keep listening so you'll know what happens here. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Tom, from uh, from Illinois. All right. We have uh, Red, who's in – is that where we have Red? In Green Harbor, Massachusetts, I believe. No? 
or Jane. I'm a little confused here, but that's nothing new. That's kind of a shooting for the precision thing. I believe it is Red. Uh, Red, are you there? Yes, I am, and I'm from Green Harbor. Green Harbor. You must be from, you're not from Illinois, the way you say that. Not from the Prairie State, no. (laughs) All right, so you heard uh, Tom's excellent guess there. What is your your guess, Red? It's the uh, redhead, Althea Americana. Wow, wow, you can't fool around with that, I guess, there. Yeah. The redhead, and, you know, people call it redhead duck, but the official name, as we understand it, uh, common name is redhead, so that makes you (laughs) the winner. I think we have, do we have time for a bonus question? Uh, Let's try to do it real quick. You ready for that? You want to try it? Let's do it. It's a perfect, it's a holiday season bonus question, not about birds, but natural world. It's about reindeer. New research shows that reindeer eyes have evolved to be able to do what? A, see in near total darkness. B, see light in the ultraviolet spectrum. Or C, see red noses from long distances. (laughs) Or see redheads from long distances. You want to see? How about B? B, see light in the ultraviolet spectrum. Yes, absolutely correct. So they can find lichen and so forth that uh, we wouldn't be able to see, but they can see it thanks to that ultraviolet sensitivity. Um, kind of amazing. And, of course, thanks to Santa, Santa, some of them can also fly. So, listen, Red, stay on the line, and we'll get your info. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Uh, Happy Mer- New Year. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you. Next week on our show, an unusual audio postcard from inside a supermarket. Plus, we'll talk with the director of a big, exciting birding festival on the east coast of Florida coming up in January. Happy holidays, and we'll see you next week. Ray Brown's Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Bird Watchers General Store, Orleans, Cape Cod. Birdwatchersgeneralstore.com. And by Vortex Optics with the VIP warranty, their unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. Learn more at vortexoptics.com.